Hey, Philip, what's going on? Hey, Brian, good to see you, man. I didn't hear you knock. I didn't know I had to knock. Fair enough. So what are we doing this week? The same thing we do every week, our podcast. Ooh, let's get started. Welcome to the podcast, Neighbors Don't Knock. The show where two neighbors drop by for conversations that are fun, relevant, and downright hilarious. Join them and special guests in their mission to talk about anything and everything and laugh about it no matter what. Now, here's your hosts, Brian Chambers and Philip Goffrey. Hello, hello, hello. What's going on? Philip, how are you? Man, I am great now that you are here. <laughs> you kind of like hesitated for a minute. I was like, you, I'm really here, I promise. You know when you have one of those days where you just think to yourself, maybe everything I'm doing is wrong and I just want to rip out the roots, toss them aside and replant everything? That's been my day. I, I was trying to picture you actually ripping out roots from the grass and then I was picturing you in a straw hat like this farmer no Brian it's a, yeah. meta, it's a metaphor Brian the roots are my life and you, ugh, you know you know I, I, I see what I, I know I see where you're going now <laughs> I'm 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 sorry we are in season three episode 13 and we have a very special guest that's going to be with us today but before we get into that we want to have you go right now subscribe to the podcast if you're a first-time listener hit that subscribe button you can go back and check out Plenty of our great episodes with amazing guests. You're not going to want to miss those. Can I do it? Can I be like the hip kids and say, uh, smash that like button? No, you, no. you just, you can't pull it off. I know. It's, it, you have too much of the deeper voice, right? It's, it's, you're like, smash that like button. It, it's like the, the. I thought the, I had too much of that elder, like disgruntled millennial about me. Kids with the likes and the smashing. I don't know where I was going. I don't know where you're going with that. To a rocking chair <laughs> and an angry corner. That's where I'm going with that. I'm going to be the old man yelling at clouds. Just give me another couple of years. It's called the cloud, not clouds. It's everything's in the uh, <laughs> taste the soup. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, but before we get started, we just want to give a shout out to our sponsor, El Pasión Wine. A wine made with passion and soul is a great way to bring people together. And that's why we choose Alpacion. Alpacion is an award-winning wine produced in the Uco Valley region of Argentina and can be found in fine restaurants and retail establishments all over the world. Taste the passion today or book a trip to their vineyards and experience their exquisite lodge and glamping tents. Learn more at www.alpacion.com. And now back to the show. Brian, you mentioned our wonderful guest. I'm super excited about this because for the first time in a long time, I'm a bit in the dark. You know our guest. My wife, it turns out, knows our guest. And I'm just meeting our guest. So I'm well, super excited to meet a neighbor. Well, it's a great, he's a great neighbor. He is local here to Houston, but it feels like he's not here in Houston most of the time. <laughs> he's, he's everywhere. Uh, you know, and I met him through my wife. So it's kind of come full circle which is really great and let's well, I'm not even gonna wait let's introduce him uh, he is a celebrity makeup artist and Houston philanthropist he has clients that include Jennifer Aniston of the late Joan Rivers five presidents of the United States that's right five I said I said five one hand one hand that that's five more than I've I've met 
Uh, he has raised over $5.5 million for children with cancer, controlling the pet population in Houston, and creating, diagnosing, and treating AIDS in the Houston community. He has received the Mayor's Heritage Hispanic Award in 2010 during Hispanic Awareness Month. And I cannot even, go, we could go on for forever, but we're just going to get him on the show. We want to welcome Mr. Edward Sanchez. Ah. Hello. How are you? I am doing well. This is amazing. Like, thank you for having me here. Thank I, you for coming. Thank you for coming. No, seriously. Just, like, I walked in through the door and I'm just like, this is like really cool. <laughs> See, we're cool. You're really cool. I think it's it's so wonderful that I hear from our guests that we're cool because- even, I, even if I can't pull off, smash that like button, I'm still cool? I don't even know what that means. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, we are, we are going to be close I friends don't if you know don't what, know what that means. I don't that even know wonderful. what that means. Seriously. So Edward, you just got, you are all over the place. So are you, you're here in Houston, based here in Houston. I'm a little ADD, yes. Okay. <laughs> I love that. Just a bit. But let's, for our listeners who aren't familiar with you, that aren't either in familiar with your products or your services, you have your own um, beauty line of cosmetics, correct? I do. I do, actually. And that's a new thing. I actually created that during covid so during COVID, because we couldn't see clients and because every party and gala and every event was canceled all over the world, basically, um, I didn't have a job. And so I decided to make a skincare line and a makeup line that I've been wanting to do for the last 25 years. I mean, that is one hell of an adventure. An adventure. Like we, we, <laughs> we decided to make a podcast that involved us getting together with a microphone. Yeah. You, you created a beauty line. Yeah, I sure did. Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, I, I've been doing it for 30, 35 years, and I've been doing it for companies like Laura Mercier and Chanel and YSL and, you know, working with all these big companies, creating products for them. And for me, um, I decided that I wanted to do something that I could sell to my clients and my clientele and th something that I believed in. Because, you know, for years I was pushing other people's stuff. Oh, and that must make you feel really good. You know, it's, it's kind of an oxymoron in a sense, because... You create this wonderful product that you know is absolutely fabulous, but it's kind of like having a baby. You know, you're going to have people that are going to be like, oh, what a beautiful baby. Oh, it's so gorgeous. And then you're going to have some that are going to be like, oh, my. <laughs> you know, how unfortunate. I love that. I love that you say it because I, I, we need to say that, too, because not every baby is beautiful. Well, I'm just, I'm just I, I'm, saying <laughs> You know, <laughs> everyone thinks their own baby is the most beautiful, of course. but you, you know, you just look at everyone. You're like, oh, 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 oh. Mm. <laughs> oh my, how unfortunate. Yeah. So I, it's just, it, it, you know, for me, it's like I created this baby and I know that I'm going to have my critics and I'm going to have my supporters and I'm going to have the people that love it. And, um, you know, I've had clients here in Houston for 30 years that, um, that have followed me, you know, for, you know, eyebrow help and skincare help and hair help and all sorts of stuff. And of course, you know, I've gone to Beverly Hills and New York City and all around the world with, you know, my talents. But I always come back to Houston because Houston is what built me. You know, I was young and I was naive and had my talents. And it was the, the community that supported me and helped me through and, and helped to grow my talent. And so it was exciting. Well, and we're going to get, we're going to go and go down that journey. But before we even get there, you and I go back longer than I was trying to count, go back a little bit longer than I realized huh. we haven't been as close because you knew my wife. Yeah. And in fact, the first time I ran into you, I think we had finished a show and it was a late night 
eatery somewhere that I think we were just running in and 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 my my wife I think we were dating at the time and she's like that's that's Edward like <laughs> like you don't know you need to meet Edward <laughs> so um, but you did you did her makeup for our wedding I did she I did. looked absolutely gorgeous actually I did her makeup for her um, for her bridal portraits. She did all of the the pictures that she did for her uh, for the wedding, and then of course I did the wedding as well. Um, I didn't realize you had done all those. I mean, they, oh, they were yeah. gorgeous. I mean, not that she needs anything, she, she but she's, she's she is gorgeous. Yeah. But uh, you know, my wife is just to Philip. She would just. Edward, I need you. Like oh, more than me. Like if if, it, if the two of us are standing there, I, I guarantee she's calling your name before she's calling my if there's name. There's one life jacket and the boat's going down. I think I'm getting it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. So let's get let's get back to you. One thing I really love this quote, and and I think this is, I want to I want our listeners to hear this for for those that have never heard you. You said this in an interview. My desire is to make people feel beautiful on the inside and out. And that's what I'm still doing, end quote. And I think that, to me, almost summed up everything. Yeah. And it was beautiful. And how did you decide you wanted to go in to cosmetics and beauty or makeup or in that realm or fashion or anything like that? What, what kind of got you there? I'm from McAllen, Texas. I don't know if you know where McAllen is. I do. And right now it's kind of sensationalized because it's a border town and, you know, crazy things are happening in the border right now. Um, and being from such a small town, no fashion, no cutting edge makeup. I mean, I think we're still down in the 80s down there if I really think about it, which is back, which is great. Um, but being down and being a, a valley boy, I wanted more. I wanted to do more. And... um my journey took me through, you know, San Antonio, New York, all over the world, knowing that beauty, which is something that my family has always been in. Uh, my aunt is a Miss Texas, Miss USA. She's the first Hispanic Miss Texas uh, in the USA system. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Well, for her. <laughs> well, I think it's a, well, for, for your family as well. I mean, well, I think that's also a, a big heritage. It's a detriment to the family, yes. And so that she was you know, uh, secure enough and confident enough to go out there and, and to really kind of, you know, show what she had and, and be who she was and comfortable in her own skin um, for the family and for herself, which led us into, you know, a whole lot of opportunities, um, which also, you know, really encouraged me to do more for myself. Um, and so with that being said, um, you know, makeup was something that I didn't choose. I didn't want to be a makeup artist. I didn't want to be a hairdresser. I, it was the family business. I mean, I remember being six, seven, eight years old and having to run hairspray across the room because, you know, Aunt Judy wanted it. You know? <laughs> and it's like, what? She's like, Edward, bring me that whole hairspray. I was like, the gold can or the blue can? Both of them got it. It was so, like the, the beehive look. I'm picturing, exactly. I'm picturing grease, like, right. like the, sure. you know, the beehive up. Absolutely. <laughs> Just, just let it go. All in the nose and the mouth and the ears and <laughs> yeah, just, just that way. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I grew up around it and of course I wanted to, to go to medical school. I wanted to be a doctor. I wanted to study into, into all of that. And I actually did. I went to Georgetown university and I studied, uh, nuclear medicine and I got my, uh, biochemistry degree and I loved it. It was an amazing experience, but the beauty part was always in my back pocket because that was my extra Christmas money. And I'd go to the mall and I'd spray fragrances for somebody and make $800 a weekend and, you know, do whatever it needed to do because that was the money that I would make. It just so happened that 
I learned that makeup is more than just surface. Makeup is more than just what you put on your skin. It's not just making yourself look pretty. And it happened with my mother. And my mother had breast cancer. And she was a part of a program called Look Good, Feel Better. It's a national program that's put on by Avon and and Estee Lauder and some other big organizations. And they did a makeover for her when she was feeling very depressed and she was feeling very sick. And they put lashes on her and they did all sorts of stuff for her. And when they were done, they had like a little pseudo party and they turned her around and she started to cry. And it affected me so deeply. And it wasn't because she looked pretty. It's because she felt pretty. And it hit me so deeply that I knew that people that want to look better want to feel better too. And so I know I just got really serious on you guys. No, 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 no. I, uh, um, uh, these are not tears. Um, I, and people wonder why we drink on the show. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I, that's it's gorgeous. That's, honestly, that's beautiful. But and 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 I hate to say it, but in makeup nowadays, and of course, you know, I'm an older soul amongst all these Instagrammers and all these people that are clicking, smashing buttons, and doing whatever. Brother, we were late. Yeah, <laughs> and, and so. You know, you see this Insta-fabulous beauty and this, you know, Instagram beauty and this Kim Kardashian gorgeousness and filters and, you know, highlighters and contouring. And, you know, I've seen it all. But do these people feel pretty? Do they feel it? No. They look gorgeous. They, they've got the puckered lips and the high cheekbones and the sculpted nose and the sculpted chin. Fine. But do you feel it? You know, and, and to your point, it, it's, it's very interesting and very um, sort of uh, apropos that we're speaking of this right now, right here, because obviously in the media recently, there's been quite a lot of attention being put on Instagram and Facebook for young teenage people. And these companies sort of having to admit, oh, yeah, we do know that what happens on our platforms can be difficult and maybe even toxic for young people. Because of exactly what you're talking well, about. Well, and, 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 and what they're not seeing is the rest of the formula. They're not seeing that you can look pretty plus feeling pretty equals a good, safe place. They're not, they're not finishing the equation. They see what looking pretty does. It attracts people. But you also got to make them feel pretty. And how do you do that? You know, speaking of, since you brought up all this, the Instagram and, you know, the celebrities. You have worked with quite a bit of notable people, hmm. and <laughs> I love that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> have I? Um, <laughs> you, sure. I mean, I mean, you have. I mean, from Janet Jackson to yeah. Qu- Queen Nora of Jordan, yeah, uh, Sophie Loren, uh, Brooke yeah. Shields, yeah. Naomi Watts, mm-hmm. Molly Ringwald. I mean, it, uh, first of all, Jen Aniston. <laughs> I, I'd probably cry a little bit. Um, but what is it like to work with people like that? Because you talked about you know, doing, being a makeup artist and, and being, you know, basically a consultant for them. Do they approach you with the same philosophy that you carry? No, you know, every, every person that I've ever met that I do their makeup, that's a celebrity expects me to do my job as a makeup artist to transform them into the person that they need to be for whatever shoot movie Whatever, whatever they're going to do, you know, whatever photograph, whatever, whatever they're doing. And they don't realize that once I start doing their makeup and start delving into what we need to be, 
And I started asking, what are you going to wear? What is this for? What is this to you? And they start to realize, wait a minute, this, this guy is a little bit more vested than most of the people that just walk in here and put on lashes and, and put on some mascara and some concealer on me. Versus yeah, a yes person. Right? right. Like he wants to know what this is to me. And so for me, it, it's important. You know, if I'm doing, you know, um, it, it's just a funny story, but, you know, Barbara Bush, I used to work over at, um, at the Houstonian, you know, here in Houston. And Barbara, and of course, I call him Daddy Bush or <laughs> Bush Sr. <laughs> I love, love that. <laughs> Daddy Bush. Because there's Daddy Bush and then there's, you know, Baby Bush, the son. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> That just that could go so many ways. Yes. I love baby Bush and yeah. Daddy, Bush. Daddy Bush. I love it. And so Barbara would get her, you know, get her massage. And when you do a massage, you have to put your face in this like contraption, like this open hole kind of vinyl thing. And she would have a line across her face. And, you know, she wanted me to do her makeup. And so to kind of cover it when they go to dinner. And she would come to my department in my area at the Houstonian, very private, with the Secret Service guys and everything. Of course, I had to be you know, certified through the Secret Service to even be in the same room with Barbara Bush. Oh, I'm sure they did your background checks. Oh, and they, my God. Did it's you get a, did you get searched or whatever uh, every time? Or uh, well, first of all, I'm Latin Sanchez, <laughs> and then second, I'm from the border. Okay, so every NAFTA, every... all the Secret Service. Whoa, <laughs> sir, <laughs> Mr. <laughs> President, sir, uh, Mrs. First Lady, we are not sure that we can vet this. We need to check those brushes for knives. <laughs> oh my word! It's like it was crazy, and so you know she'd come in and. And I'd be, and I'd ask her, and you know, what are we, what are we doing tonight? Are you going to a party? Are you going to dinner? Are you going home? Like, what do, what do we? Oh, you know, I just need a little something, or I need a, and that's how it all starts, you know. And so, just being a part of their lives and being interested, kind of elicits the emotion of what we want to spark to make them feel better. And with Barbara, I mean, she's a great girl. And loved her dearly. Um, and she would always, you know, <laughs> look at me and, uh, and be like, well, um, I don't want to go to dinner anymore. I just want to stay here with you. Oh, but okay. Because I, I don't want to, I don't want to vet. I don't want to gossip too much, but I want to ask who is your most fun celebrity that you've gotten to do makeup for? I have that question and I'm going to follow it up with a yes or no. Did you have anything to do with the Janet Jackson Nipplegate? Um, okay, the most fun. Let's get on that one. <laughs> the most fun I've ever had. Well, you know, there is a young girl now that is like everywhere. Her name is Becky G. And I think she was about 14 or 13 at the time. And I had the most fun with her because she included me everything because she made me feel like I was like 15, 16 years old. And she was just like, come on, let's go have pizza. Come on, let's go have like a snow cone. Come on. Like I was like her best friend. And it just, it felt so great to just be included and, and to feel a part of her world when I'm like 30 something, 40 something years old and she's only like 13. So it was, um, it was pretty hilarious. Now going on to what was the next question? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, so I, I do want to ask. Did you did you have anything to do with Janet Jackson's nipplegate issue? Okay, no. <laughs> that the elusive Super Bowl, uh, or was that all Justin Timberlake? <laughs> well, yeah. Um, uh, well, I have to tell you, I, I got an award that year from the Houston Chronicle 
gave me um gave me the best of the best makeup artist, which was my first award ever. Congratulations. Wow. Oh, thank you. Um for actually participating and doing Jenna Jackson's makeup. Because the person actually who went out ahead on this was actually the tailor who actually cut out and like reapplied, the, you know, very, you know. Um, With like the post-it note tape. Right, like correct. that terrible like, like, non-glue. Correct. <laughs> like, you know, all architectural, like, you know, made it happen. Um, but uh, yes, I, I, I met Jenna Jackson. She had come to Houston and I was working at the Houstonian, uh, you know, during that, that time. And uh, they had called me and they said, uh, there is a, cl- a client, a guest that wants makeup. And of course, I immediately thought that it was one of the owner's wives, because all the owners from all of the, all the different teams, they come for the Super Bowl. They're all invited. And out walks this woman, a tiny little lady in a, at the time it was called Juicy Couture, uh, uh, a hoodie and, you know, pants. And it's Janet. It's really Janet Jackson. And she is super tiny, right? She's super tiny. It's like, she's like a little doll. And I would have been a little starstruck. I was extremely starstruck. I started shaking. I couldn't talk. And her assistant came out and, and started, you know, giving me instructions. You know, Miss Jackson doesn't like this. Miss Jackson wants to know of this. And she's, you know, talking to me directly. And so finally I was like, look, I'm extremely nervous. I've never been in this situation before. I love you. I'm what, probably one of your biggest fans. You know, I know every pleasure principle, every, you know, uh, <laughs> everything, like everything that you've ever done in, in life. I could tailor you a dress right now. Exactly. <laughs> and um, Thankfully, he didn't that day. Almost, almost started <laughs> dancing in front of her so I could be a backup dancer, you know, the black cat. Hey, that, that's, that's your moment right there, yeah, right? I like, <laughs> almost like started interviewing. You just have to sneak in the moves like in the middle while you're doing exactly. it, you know, like when you're switching brushes or, or something. You know? Or moonwalk or something like that. <laughs> And so um, she looked at me and she was just like, she just, she just looked at me in her very soft voice. She said, thank you. And I said, okay, well, now we got that out of the way. Let's move on to the next thing. What do you need from me? What do you want? And that immediately, like, the business side turned into, like, you know, the business Edward came out. And I was like, okay, it just finally calmed down. And so she was like, well, this is what I need. This is why I'm here. I'm here for the Super Bowl. We're doing the show. And I'd like to hire you if you do a good job for the week. Like I've got, you know, we've got all kinds of things to do. We've got, you know, uh, appearances. We've got. All so this, of- this wasn't just for the, the <laughs> show. You, she had you for the whole week. Whole week. Wow. Okay. Now, That's on. great. Now, was this like an, an interview process yeah. in a way? Did they you have to do her makeup right then and then kind see if she enjoyed it? Kind of an audition. A little audition. Actually, I didn't, I didn't even have to do her makeup. I actually just had to put on eyelashes on her. I did eyelashes on her and she said done and i got a contract the next day fascinating yeah you said that you were a bit star struck with janet jackson yes is she the most star struck you've been no who's the most now i'm on pins and needles (laughs) oh goodness well you know it's got to be between queen nor of jordan because you have to learn how to be with her Like, you have to address her as your majesty. You can't walk into the room and stare at her. You have to look at the floor, and you have to be welcomed to look at her. Um, You have to be asked to touch her. You can't just touch her. Um, So there's rules. Wow, that's an experience. It was an experience. That's wow. So for me, that was like, (gasps) 
Wow. Okay. Amazing. Yeah. Of all the first part answers you could have given, that one hit me sideways. I had no idea. Okay. Yeah. Well, and, so or like between amazing. her and... And, um, her majesty, I'm sorry. And exactly her majesty. <laughs> don't look, don't, don't, don't look, look, look don't down, look, look down look when down, you say that. Don't look. And Joan Rivers. I mean, Joan Rivers was amazing to me. I mean, she was like, Oh, God bless Joan Rivers. Joan Rivers was like, oh, and, yeah. and I worked with her for almost like what I, I want to say close to 15 years that I traveled with her and she came to Houston and she did stuff and she was hilarious, but she was like a Jewish mother too. So I was like starstruck with her. You know, I saw her on The Tonight Show. You know, I saw her do her thing. And she was the first woman really in comedy that did so much. Like, oh, yeah. Like, she was a pioneer in her own right. Oh, and she did, it, so till the, she did it till the end, too. You know? I mean. I mean, she, I was with her. I was with her at The Apprentice when she was on The Apprentice. Oh, that's cool. And Melissa, you know, with Donald Trump in the other room. So, so was Joan Rivers a riot just off oh, stage hilarious. as much as on stage? Oh, hilarious. I kind of picture that. She's yeah. just hilarious. And she, every, and it was just. The little nuances. It would be the valet guy. So she didn't turn it off. She was always. She was always on. It was always on. It was always her. You know, I see that. I can see that. And and one of my favorite interviews she did was actually from when she was on the Graham Norton show, Uh, and and she she talked about how she was getting older and getting getting these gigs, and they they brought out some of her her older costume wears, and you know she's talking about how she's doing you know vaginal cream ads and things (laughs) like that, and she's she's un she was unapologetic. And it was it was wonderful, and I I could see how you two would just it was funny you could hit it off. <laughs> She's very dark. She can go to a very dark place. I believe that. Very oh yeah, dark. No, even even her mainstream comedy on like primetime TV night, she went to very dark places when she wanted to. Place. Yeah, but she it was, was cool. loud. It was amazing because she was loud. So I was starstruck with her. Uh, but you know what, Betty White. Betty White oh, was a good wow. one. She was Betty like White. she's like America's grandma. And when I did her makeup, she was so cute and so amazing. Now I and I'm saying all these older people because I'm just fascinated with them. Yeah, me too. You I know? can relate. She was a lot of fun. And and to say thank you to me, she had a deck of cards that she gave me. And there were like these 1942 pinup girls that were like topless. Oh, Betty. And she was like, These are for you. And I just looked at her like <laughs> Why would you give me these, you 92-year-old lady? She's like, look at the queen of hearts. What do you think? And I was like, what? So I had to open the box and I had to take off the wrapper and take the joker and go through the cards and finally get to the queen of hearts. And guess who it was? Betty White. (laughs) In all her glory. That's awesome. She had her hands behind her head, topless. She goes, what do you think? That's awesome. Now, now, current Betty White or like... 1942 like, Betty Okay. <laughs> I was about to say. Yeah. So I, I was like... So um, I didn't it would have been so much good, funnier if it was current. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, I was like, oh, you must have been a wonderful actor at that point. <laughs> <laughs> I had, I, and of course, I didn't miss my opportunity. I actually had her sign the card. Good. Oh, good so beautiful. Like, beautiful. It, see, awesome. you know what? I would frame that. That's art. Well, you know, every single celebrity I've ever done, I have them kiss a piece of paper at the end, and I actually have them sign it. So I have 392 signatures and lip prints right now. Wait, oh, do, cool. do you have that on a wall at home or something? No, I actually have them in an album. Oh, okay. On acid paper, protected, in a box, away from the ground, away from everything, wrapped up. 
So you because it's so you can uh, you can clone you know oh clone clone I mean, Daddy Bush. I didn't think about I'm, I'm picturing like the. Edward's like it's like we have to repopulate. Hang on, let me see what celebrities we'll I want to bring back. We'll take Paula Abdul with a little Daddy Bush here. There you go. <laughs> I'm picturing like the, like the bank in Harry Potter, you know, like the, the goblins running the vaults. Like, oh, you want that book? <laughs> Does he have the key? Yeah. I just love that. Strokes a door, it vanishes, and it's the book of lip prints and celebrity signatures. You have done so much. Let's 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 move a little bit past um, all of this because I, I want to hear about more of what's going on in your life now. You, like you said earlier, you're. Here, you're there, you're every freaking where. <laughs> I was trying not to quote the Ted Lasso chant. There you go. Um, but you have a store in Vegas. So is that is that correct? Or you're selling your product now in Vegas? So, so this is years now in the making, and now after pandemic, you've created your line, and now you've opened up a place in Vegas. Is that correct? So. What um what you would normally do is you would rent space and you would actually create a salon, hire people and train them in your way and then um and then hope people would come and be able to pay the rent and all the overhead. I mean that's what you would do in a like a normal business model. And of course, because of pandemic and because of everything else, we have to think around that, at least for me, because I'm a small business guy and I don't have millions and billions of dollars. I can't do it that way. So I thought to myself, well, I'd like to be in these places, but I really don't want the overhead. And I really can't afford to hire a whole bunch of people and do all the HR and all of that stuff. But I can work together with a company and um, what company would want me to put a salon inside their business? And so I started to look through my Rolodex. And of course, Tillman Fertitta came to mind, who owns the Golden Nugget Casino. I kind of pitched the idea to his people. And they thought, well, that's great. We could have Edward Sanchez, the celebrity makeup artist, at our spa, in our hair salon, um, teaching all of our employees what he knows. If we carry his products, if we carry his products. Oh, I like that. I so like there's that. There's a little spin on that. Yeah. So I approached him about it. And so we kind of went to Lake Charles and we started to train some of the girls there. And the girls are great. They're wonderful. They're from Lake Charles. You know, there's not a lot of red carpets in, red, in Lake Charles in their defense. So sitting with them, showing them the current trends, showing them how to do you know, what I've done on the red carpet, what I've done with celebrities is very exciting because these girls are like, wow, we would have never seen this because this never comes to our city. You have to go to Houston. You have to go to Dallas. You have to go to New York. You have to go to California. And those girls have families. They have children. They have their regular lives to live. They don't have time. You know, they're, they're just living their life. And so going in there and taking the time to show them the current trends to show them what's, what's going on excites them. And of course I show them with my products. And of course, from that point on, then they show their clients, they show their friends, their, the product itself. And it sells out when the numbers started coming in and they had to reorder and reorder and reorder. This and, might work. Oh, light, <laughs> and light bulb and reorder. <laughs> and I was like, how much is the order this time? And they're like, Oh, we're going to need a lot more cause it's holiday and we're getting a lot more people. Well, something's working. 
And so with that being said, um, the higher up started to realize that we were doing something good. Now you sound a little disgruntled about that. No, is, there is a, with the whole reordering process, it's it's a good thing. Yes, it's a good thing. Okay, but, um, okay. My goal, because um, all this wine that you're feeding, <laughs> and that and brings now a, you know my goal. Uh, <laughs> I'm saying all my. We're, we're we're saving the ammunition for the end, right? All the business secrets. <laughs> Um, you know, obviously as a businessman, I'd like for them to be vested with me. I'd like for them to be not pure product. What you, I'd like them to be vested with my company. So okay. if I can show them that we can sell through the product, then why wouldn't they do a $2 million buy or Got a $5 it. million buy? That makes or more a $10 sense. $10 million buy. And you'll do the $10 million so buy. That, so that's, right, that, that's where the reserve comes in. Like, yeah, I, I get it. Because, I mean, you want to say, yay, you know, you're selling. But I, I get where yeah. you're coming from. I think, it's about I think you. a lot of listeners that we have who tune into our show can relate to this. Because we have a pretty wide audience and mm-hmm. quite a, a wide variety of businesses. And it's, it's very much like a Shark Tank model, isn't it? Yeah. Where you, you have an idea. It's working. You've got the business. The business is obviously turning a profit. But to scale requires really serious backing. Correct. And you know, any of our listeners that are listening, send us an email. If you're looking to book Edward, ah. uh, you can contact us directly and we can connect you with him or you can find him through edwardsanchezcosmetics.com. He does events, private parties. He'll do personal, you know, uh, he'll, he'll tell you what is, uh, he'll tell you what's going on. <laughs> Indeed. So, so tell us, so at the time of this recording, how many products are on the table right now? Oh my goodness! Um, hmm. Ballpark dozen, two dozen, half a dozen. No, we've got close to 142 products right now. 142 products. Yeah, so I love his eyes on that because he was expecting you to jump about another 10 or 20, and you jumped up to wow. over 100. 140. <laughs> and I'm then, being very specific. 142. And then is it is it Tillman's organizations alone that are supporting this, or are we in multiple? We're in multiple because they decided not to be exclusive. So now I've got my hands at Caesar's Palace. Caesar's Palace has over, what, over 752 casinos across the, the world? Yeah, yeah, including, yeah. Including, it's a big venture, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Including Dubai and Bahamas and, you know, all the places that the rich people go. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> well, I, you before us, but <laughs> anybody listening, we, we, you can, we take PayPal. Exactly. <laughs> But for me, it's not really about those big accounts. It's really about creating this. I'm looking at the small business person who's doing eyebrows in that small town like Lake Charles that are just looking to, to do a good service for their client. You know, for, for Emma that's walking through the door that has such bad eyebrows because she plucked them all out last year because she thought that was in. How are you going to help her? You know, do you, is that do you, is that a is that a common it's a problem? Thing. It's a thing. That's a thing. I, a have thing. you not seen the girl with the dragon tattoo? It is definitely a thing. <laughs> a Actually, thing. I did love that. My wife read the book and made me watch the movie with her. The first one was great. Yeah. I don't know what was going on in the other ones, yeah. <laughs> but, but but so many branches we can I, go off with. I, I I don't know. I, I I don't know if I've been stressed enough where I'm like plucking all my eyebrows it's out. But trichotillomania. Really? That's the official psychological word, trichotillomania. I, I did not know there was a no, specific no, no. name. It's called We Tricked You Into Mania. That's what that ah, is. We you tricked know? you. Because, <laughs> that's, that's man, that's, you're going to be manic if you're pulling out your eyebrows. Uh, trichotillomania, mania, manic, yeah, that's it. Right trichotillomania. 
trick. I, I kind of, I feel like I'm going to need eyebrows done the older I get because I, I love my grandparents, but I never wanted to be like uh, my grandfather who had like the bushy. See, okay. So I want to, you know? I want to make that a point right now. So why is it okay for women to do their eyebrows? But when men get a certain age, it's okay for them to have like hair that goes all the way back around their head or hair that comes out of their ears. And it's like okay, it's a pain. Out, it's, it's a pain. Hold on, or out of their nose, like not kept. Like these men are walking around with hair out of their noses, out of their ears. They look like they came off the set of like Lord of the Let Rings. Me snick it or Lord, yeah. <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Yeah. They look like they should take the ring to like Mordor. <laughs> okay. Like I'm just gonna be honest. The guys I, like Whole Foods. Yeah. He's checking out Bilbo Baggins. Bill, yes, exactly. You shall not pass. <laughs> exactly. I'm just like <laughs> Like you don't even see the piece, the people's features anymore. It's just like tufts of hair. Like wow, that's that's. And how, when does that become socially acceptable for men at any age? I don't even. I don't get it. You know, this whole thing. Like there was a whole time where there was like metrosexuals. And so, like, the men were getting manicures and pedicures. Wrong focus. Like, I know you got to cut your nails and your, you know, your, on your hands and feet. Let's cut your eyebrow hair. Let's, like, clean your nose. Let's clean your ears. Like, that's, like, we got to yeah, see know, your I face. I get it. Do you, think, do you think that there are differences w- within America? Forget Europe. Forget the other countries. Forget the East. Forget the Middle East. Let's, let's just focus on where we are right now. In America, do you think that varies city to city? Absolutely. I think so too. You know, just in makeup alone, let's just say like, you know, if I'm doing makeup in New York, you know, and, and, and doing, you know, styling somebody or, you know, doing their makeup, if I do lip gloss, a little liner and some mascara, way too much. What are you doing to me? You're making me look like a clown. But if I go down to Miami, Florida, and I don't do bronzer, two lipsticks that are a coral tone and eyebrows with lashes, then I'm crazy. Right. I'm about to say, if you're in Jersey and you don't give them smoky eyes. <laughs> then, I ju- then I jump to the South and it's like, those girls are like four different lipsticks, create your own color, you know, with five glosses. <laughs> That's hilarious. And, you know, blush, contour, and, you know, just the whole nine yards. Well, like, do you, yeah, do you yeah. think that it, for guys, do you think, and, and this is obviously based on region, that it becomes uh, a homophobia thing? Like, uh, like, I can't do makeup. I can't, you know, I, I can't pamper myself the right way because... I I don't know, and you because you you touched on it a little bit. The older you get, all of a sudden, the men are like, "I need skincare. Right. I I need to start doing this." Right. But I I think that it's maybe something that a lot of younger guys resist, and and I I don't know. I don't know if there's a, any truth to that. No, I think it's generational. I think it. You're right. It touches on a kind of a homophobic kind of thing, but I think the younger guys are not as homophobic. And I've seen commercials on TV. There's a, there's a brand. I don't, I don't know if they're going to be a sponsor. But um, it's called Disco. And there's a disco stick that the men use under their eyes to help with dark circles. It's oh, that's like, interesting. It's kind of like a men's makeup. And I think J-Lo's ex-boyfriend... Uh, Alex Rodriguez. ...has a makeup line for men. I was very quick on that. Yeah, you were. I was going to go on Ben Affleck, but I knew he was way past. <laughs> yeah, I'm impressed and disturbed at the same time. <laughs> and, 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 and again, you're he's disturbed. A good, he's a good-looking man. But there's... 
guys that are younger than you, a different generations that would be like, oh yeah, I've got his eye concealer, I've got his pencil. Oh yeah, no, I'm got... not disturbed by the concept. In fact, I've got I've got a. Oh, um... <laughs> that he knows. <laughs> oh, he's oh, he's like, is. I got it right I got now. A little concealer stick oh. in my pocket, actually. And for our know. listeners, he did pull out his concealer stick, so that he didn't no, just because, say that because I can relate to this. So I I grew up in a in a very sort of. Um, you know, men are men, macho men yeah. kind of environment. Um, I won't go as, as far as to say homophobic because I don't think that actually classifies sort of my upbringing, but still a very 1950s America sort of vision of what a man is in terms of the working man and makeup is for women and all this stuff. But I'm half Irish, half Northern Italian. I've got wicked skin, man. I get blotchy. I get red. I get flushed. So for me, Having a little bit of like a like a cover up stick when I have to meet somebody that's new, for example, coming to my house, absolutely. I, I, I'm shocked that people still find stigma in something so simple as, like you said earlier, just wanting to feel good because feel you look better. Good. Here you go. I do. T- I do. Back. I throw just, a little bit of you know some touch up if I you know I'm like oh man I'm just kind of well you're very but you're, 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 you're an actor, actor. So, so you're that, that's true. I am I am comfortable, but I'm t- I do it though even when going out you know yeah. occasionally you know I'm just like oh because why. Well, I, I like because I want to feel like I'm enjoying feel. myself and I want to feel good. And so good. so you're right. So I do. I, I put a little bit. I'm like, ah, I feel better. And now I can feel like I can enjoy myself because I feel like I'm right. I'm feeling nice. I right. think we're all on the same page. Yeah. yeah. So I, I agree with you. I actually you hit it right on nail on the head. Right. And, and, and that's what this like my company, like what we're really trying to wrangle down is the feeling, the affirmation of that, you know people you don't see that anymore like you're walking down the street and somebody's smiling at you you can't they're wearing a mask you can't see that uh, uh, even a simple head shake or a nod of a confirmation that you're even there they're not doing that anymore because they're on their phone it's so, terrible so somebody that comes up to you and says you know you have really pretty eyes i really like your nose you know you've got really great skin they're actually looking at you they're actually dissecting you and a liking what they see. And so to have that feeling is amazing. It's you know, an amazing feeling. You know, we had, uh, we had Christina Wells on, on the show and, and a little shout out to her. If you guys have heard uh, Christina Wells, especially our listeners go back and listen to her episode, but she mentioned something very much the same about being seen. Mm. And there's something so powerful about someone saying i see you yes that, that's and, exactly it and, and i think it has a lot to do with just the the age that we're at with the whole um digital age so you can post a picture and people will like it but why do they like it do they like it because you're holding a glass of wine do they like it because where you're at do they like it because you're with your friend do they like it because you're at a certain function or do they like what you're wearing that you don't know do they just like it in general? That's why uh, animal cute puppy pictures do so well. <laughs> That's why people, they go off the charts, people liking them. Right, because they just like it. <laughs> but when you go to a, and you're actual in real life and you see somebody for real and you look at them and you look at the outfit they put together and the shoes that they're wearing with their, with their dress and the jewelry and the makeup and the hair, and it's a whole kind of, it's a whole thing. It's a whole symphony. It's a whole orchestra of putting it together, a whole fashion orchestra. And you walk up to somebody and say, oh my God, you look amazing. That person, it's like a flood of energy. Said, thank you so much because you, they have had to pick out the outfit. 
They had to decide what they're going to wear. They've had to decide on the jewelry. They've had to decide what they're going to. I mean, it's a whole thing. And uh, this is also for all of our husbands, spouses and partners. And it doesn't (laughs) matter what if your partner or spouse asks, how do I look? Don't just phone it in. Don't be that guy. Yeah. I, I've been there. I've been that guy. Don't do it. Uh, as you're hearing, it means something. It, it means does. It means something. It, it means really something. does. Okay, I, I want to jump a little bit past because you've done so much more. You know, you obviously, we understand a lot more coming from Georgetown with, you know, your degree. That makes a lot more sense how you ended up where you did. But let's talk about all the, the fundraising and the, the, mm-hmm. the philanthropy that you're doing, especially here in Houston is it mostly based here in Houston it's in Houston um you know for me raising money for the community that I live in is so important because it affects the people directly so you know we don't have any zoning here you know you can have you know a family of 12 living in a little shotgun house right next to a a house that's you know 10 million dollars and you know the city has so much crime and it's just getting worse and worse and worse and for me, it's all about needs. You know, they need milk. They need medicine. They, you know, we need medical care. We need, you know, there's so many needs out there. I have the way to talk to the people that have the money. I don't have the money. There's no way I could have donated $5.5 million. There's no way. Ever. I don't think I've ever made a million dollars. If I said we need to talk if you have that kind of cash laying around. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have that kind of money. But I know the people that do. And they come to see me. And so if I'm organizing an event and they can write a check that's comfortable for them to support an organization, they do it. And it's wonderful. And to see the philanthropy that happens in this city and to see how, these, how the people that really strive to make this a wonderful city um, really do help. They really do put the money out there. And with all the negative, negativity that we hear and all the you know, all the bad that we hear, there's so much good happening. There is so much good, you know, when it comes to children with cancer and when it comes with women with cancer and men with cancer and uh, people with AIDS. You don't hear about AIDS anymore. Why? Because they've thrown so much money in research and development and medication. And, and I got into this originally, you know, way back when I was younger because I had an uncle. This all stems back from my family. I, I'm starting to realize this now sitting here with you guys. <laughs> I, lo- um, I love that, though. It all comes back from my family. I had an uncle um, who died of AIDS. And I come from a Hispanic, very, you know, from McAllen, Texas, very traditional, traditional, you know, macho man. The men's do this. The women do that. So, you know, me even liking makeup and hair was just kind of crazy. Um, my uncle, who was older than me, was a generation older, it was even just, you couldn't even think about anything like that. And so my uncle moved to Houston with his partner and um, eventually at 33 died of AIDS. And when I was about 16, 17, I made it a point to come see him before he had died. And I started to see all the ways the community was helping him. Um, there was something back in the day called Stone Soup that would come and feed him. They would make him sandwiches. Um, There was other organizations that would come in and walk him. They would walk and they'd touch him because he wasn't, you know, people didn't want to touch AIDS patients. And even my my own family, they didn't want anything to do with my uncle because they were just so afraid. So um, that kind of stemmed a lot of why I do the fundraising because knowing that there's organizations out there 
that will help people in need. Because there's a lot of people that need, especially in our city. Okay, so you are a, let's just say, a staple here in Houston for what you do. So thank you. I just, from the bottom of our hearts, we just want to thank you. Um, Please, you know, email us at admin at Neighbors Don't Knock if you want to know more about what Edward's doing and find out how you can get involved with any of the projects he's working on um, or a part of. You know, we will be happy to connect you guys. Um, but before we get out of here, you are doing so much. You're traveling, you have your company, you're doing all these charities. Which, which by the way, company's name is? Uh, Edward Sanchez Cosmetics is um, the company that actually creates the products. And then I've got Arched Beauty Architects is the company that where I actually have a salon. So I've got both um, websites, so you can visit me on either one. And we'll, we'll put those in our episode description, so if anyone, or you can email us either one that will connect you guys. Absolutely. And, and he does weddings, he does everyday stuff, whatever you need, personal consultant. You know what I'm really good at right now? I'm going to just let you know. I'm really good at this. I love teaching makeup classes, and I do it for, like, girls that are, like, you know, any age, obviously. Um, but groups of like 10 or 20 girls. And what do we do is we put together a collection of makeup for them. So we put together like an eyeshadow palette, a blush palette, like every like COVID right now, a lot of people don't want to use makeup artists because they have to use, um, they have to use a palette for every person. You know, you understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like there's an eyeshadow and that eyeshadow is dipped in for every single person. So there are a lot of people like, ew, I don't want to do it because COVID and blah, blah, blah. Well, we actually give every single person their own personal eyeshadows. Like a kit. Like a kit. Okay. So everyone, and then they can take it with them. And they take it with them. It is Got their it. kit at that point. And so they get a kit for eyeshadows and blushes and lipstick, like the whole nine yards. And um, created by my company, of course, Edward Sanchez Cosmetics. And, um, and we create a look for them. And so it's really fun. You bring your friends. You know, if you choose to, we can open a bottle of wine. We can have some light bites. Is there a, a minimum number of people for a booking? How do you work this? Actually, if you go to the website, <clears throat> excuse me, um, you can um, see our pricing. But it's very affordable. I mean, for two people, we start at 150 I, I think maybe we, we need to do. That's shockingly affordable. No, we, shockingly maybe we need affordable. to do a, a night. Maybe we should do a night here. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, my skin can always use, I mean, hell, my eyebrows could use a little bit of trimming. We can work that out. Okay, so, so just go to the website. <laughs> yes. And you can do all the booking there? Sure. You can do the booking there. We actually have, um, uh, yes, you can do all the booking there. You see all our pricing. And um, you can even see some of the products. Oh, that's fantastic. Which is great. Um, but, you know, in, and I just want to say, you know, thank you guys for having me. That you all have a really fun show. And um, I want to tell all the listeners out there that these two guys are really good looking, really great. They've got great voices, but they also got great faces. So, oh, I'm I blushing wanted, over here. I just wanted to say that he is actually blushing. I, I am. I know. Pink. It's not just the bourbon. I, I'm I'm uh, I'm a little more cocky than he yeah, is. Maybe so, a bit. so so I'm sitting I'm sitting here going, <laughs> see, mist. I told you. Yeah. <laughs> Typical actor. <Yeah. laughs> I gotta have Edward, the confidence. As you were saying that, a spotlight appeared in Brian's mind, just sort of shining down on him. He knows me so well, and, and I'm just sitting there going, "Yes." And I have my theme, I'm over here like my theme music. Fame. My 
<laughs> my theme music is playing in my head right now, you know, so, <laughs> you know, I have backup dancers coming out. Oh, you, you I mean, oh my word, it's, it's great. My sequins jacket just lit up. All right. Um, <laughs> well, the pleasure, the pleasure is absolutely ours having you in studio. Thank you so much. And thank you, especially in COVID times for coming actually and sitting down with us. It means a lot to me. Absolutely. Before we get out of here, though, what do you do for yourself when you're not traveling, you're not taking care of the business or I mean, you've got to give yourself some love and some time. What what is where is your 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 happy place? Oh, no. I oh, my goodness. So I love sugar. That, sugar. That is my downfall. So my parents didn't let me have sugar when I was younger. We never had candy bowls in the house. We never had. We actually had Kool-Aid. That had no sugar. Oh, yeah. So Wait, what? It was red water. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's no. not even possible. It was horrible. If you guys want to hear our Kool-Aid story from Neighbors Don't Not, go listen to last week's episode. <laughs> that, was my, that, was our, that was our Kool-Aid. It had no sugar in it whatsoever. I mean, for like Ecto Cooler, remember that? They used to oh, take yeah. a bag of sugar uh-huh. and dump some food coloring uh, on yeah. it and then give it to kids. Exactly. That was, yeah. That's exactly. Just, we had none. green gush. Wow. We were not allowed to have sugar. Not even a mint. So house. now you have a killer sweet tooth. Oh, that's so, right. You did have to add the sugar for the packets. Yeah. So you would do the packet and yeah. you would put it and it would get all beautiful colored, like tropical punch. Yeah. And you're like, and Ooh. you'd see the picture and it was like amazing. <laughs> and, and you're just like, oh yeah. Yeah. And everyone's having a good time. And tropical punch, he was like on a, I remember this. He was on a surfboard. I remember this. And he there was. was like a banana behind him and a blueberry. And it was like all the fruits were there. You know, they were all having a party. And it was the fruit punch. And then you go to pour yourself a glass of, oh, yeah, and there was no sugar. (laughs) It was just red water. The cruelty of my parents. Uh, I'm like the Latino family house on the border. You like take a drink. Oh, Dios mío. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's more like dying. It's a little more dramatic with my world. It was like more spitting it out against the wall. Like, what is this? Yuck! Yeah. I love that. So now, so now it's it's sugar whenever. So Do you have me, a favorite sugar? So for me, it's about like okay. So I will like my Friday and my Saturday is on Monday and like Sunday and Monday. Like that's my Friday Saturday. So I will go to um, buy my candy. I'll buy like you know like a family size M and M's pack. Or like a Snickers, like fun size little baggy. Thing. Yeah, but you get the you get the the Halloween bag, oh, right? Oh yeah, Halloween bag. Of course. <laughs> because it's fun size, but you can eat like a thousand a of thousand them, of and them. then you can justify it. But, no, it's the fun then, size. So I know that I'm doing something bad. Like I know this is bad. So I go home, right, and I split it up in little baggies. Like they make the little Ziploc bags, like for like snacks. Like they're not even like sandwich bags, or like even like a quarter of that. So I have like a whole bunch of those. So I like divvy it all up into little bags. I always wondered who used those bags. Drug dealers. Drug dealers use those bags. And where did drug dealers? Sugar. Sugar. There we go. You're like putting M&Ms in dime bags. Exactly what I'm doing. And so I put it all into these bags because I have to like moderate myself because if not, I will go through a bag of M&Ms, family fun size. In like 2.5 seconds. Like you've never seen anybody eat sugar like this. It's amazing. So I will have to divvy it up. And then, of course, then I get in front of my television and start my episodes of Harry Potter. Oh, oh love okay. See, so love I, it. All I, right. I have to admit, I have to admit, because of your, your incredible career, your success, oh, thank you. your celebrity, oh. I expected when you said sugar, something like, oh, well, you know, I've got this 
beautiful cake that I get at this place. And I love that you went like, no, I get like M&M's, Twix. Oh, oh yeah. Divvy yeah. them up in my dime bag. <laughs> <laughs> you're your own dealer. I'm your you're talking to yourself. You're like, okay, Edward, yeah. just two tonight. Just one more. Just one more. You can have one more. And then Harry Potter. And then Harry Potter, yeah. Really? Yes. yes. We're reading Harry Potter right now with my daughter. Actually, now, for the first time. She's, she's loving it. But okay, so when you say Harry Potter, do you just watch the, the films just on a cycle? Like you just, once you get through the series, you just go back? Well, no, I, I do that. Or, or is it like between the movies and the books? Well, no, the books were fun when I read them. Okay. But once you see the movie, it's kind of like you can't go back to the books. Okay. You have to see the movie, you know? But yeah, I, I Harry Potter myself to death. Love it. Well, yeah, I would say your skin looks great. For, for someone who binges some M&Ms, your skin looks fabulous. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to have an M&M facial soon, like for Halloween or something. And so we make it really famous and put it on, is it the TikTok? Sure. Yeah. We do the, tic, they, the TikTok smash? and we'll put it on the internet. Is it the TikTok? We are kindred smash? souls. He just said the TikTok. I know. We just, We're the same person. <laughs> and and on that note, make sure you guys check out Neighbors on Knock on TikTok because we do have a TikTok account. Do you account. really? Yeah. Oh my God. I start, we started a TikTok account. All that candy, that's how you get the diabetes. <laughs> the di- you know what? <laughs> With the TikTok. With the TikTok. Well, we just want to thank you for coming on and thank you so much for your time. Absolutely. Make sure you guys check out the episode description to find out how to get in touch with Edward if you want to hire him or just learn more about what he's doing. We're going to keep you guys posted on that. It is fabulous having him here. We don't want him to leave, but unfortunately, it's getting that time. Indeed. Edward, is it thank that you time? so much. It really? is. It is I've that had so much fun. Well, thank you. How You're... many bottles of wine do we drink? Well, I don't know, but we're going to continue. We're not allowed to disclose that. Oh, got it. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Thanks. Peace. Out. <laughs>